0: Fire on the set. Action.
1: Welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast, where we will make up a new Hollywood movie based on some prompts. And uh, we have three very talented industry insiders here. Our writer, Kyle Decker, who is the Bucky Barnes arm polisher on uh, Civil War. Our director, Jacob Gulliver, who is the water bottle artist on The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yes. And our producer, Max Savage, who is uh, the rubble wrangler on X-Men Apocalypse. So, uh, really, it was really difficult to match all your guys' schedules, but we really appreciate you coming in.
0: Hail Hydra, you know.
1: Woo! Yeah. All the rest. So, your prompt is, um, the theme of a the story is a psychological slice of life. The main characters are an ignorant archer <coughs> and a stingy musician. The major event of the story? Theft.
0: Alright, so. So, you have three minutes. Yep. So, our movie... This whole thing, psychological slice of life. So this whole thing, I'm going to write this whole thing from the point of view inside our ignorant archer's head. Ignorant Archer is a uh, former world champion Olympic archer. Uh, Just not very smart about it. The only thing he has any real knowledge of is archery. So post his Olympic career and sad fact of life, outside of a handful of sports, Olympic athletes don't really make that much money. So in spite of his gold medals and everything, he's fallen on some hard times. And uh, he's figured out how to uh, put his skills to use with a uh, uh, breaking and entering gang that does lots of cat burglary of the rich and famous. So he does things like use his arrows to take out security cameras silently or set up zip lines across, you know, from one rooftop to the other to get in. Like, he doesn't actively do any of the thefts. They just utilize his skills in very certain ways with this game. Our stingy musician is going to be a world-famous, you know, uh, violinist. He's played all over the world. He has a Stradivarian guita- uh, guitar. <laughs> That's not a thing that exists, go. Uh, Stradivarian, Stradivarius uh, violin It's very precious to him. Otherwise, he has a very, you know, bare but, you know, thing. His violin is stolen because being stingy, he doesn't pay for the security system and everything to, to guard a Stradivarius. And so it becomes a very easy mark and the psychological thing is the ignorant archer is gonna realize that a piece of music that this uh, violinist recorded was the music that he listened to before the last Olympics where he won all his medals years ago and he has this psychological breakdown when he realized he ripped something out of the life for someone that helped him succeed when he was at his high point so our Archer is then going to steal the Varius back from the gang that he stole it with get the violin back to the musician but as they're doing the handoff they're they're trapped together and so the archer despite being ignorant has to somehow he and the musician have to work together i gotta come up with names for these actors or characters so our ignorant archer is going to be called um uh anything but clint anything but clint (laughs) um Um, Oliver, Bart Clinton. (laughs) Um, that's going to be our archer and our musician is going to be named Rogers Stevens.
1: All right. And you have a title
0: and my title is going to be called target of note.
1: All right. Well, so you have written your, uh, script onto a Celtics document and emailed it to our, uh, director. Uh, So director, uh, with this material, how do you see it going?
2: Yeah, you know, I like I like the idea for this story. I like that we have, uh, you know, the dichotomy between the two characters and seeing their individual <clears throat> lives play out. That's that's appealing to me. So I think what we're going to do... I don't know if those names are good. I think we're going to have to... <laughs> I don't know what
0: game's that idea. <laughs> I think we're going
2: to have to skip those names entirely. <laughs> you, you figure it out. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but what we're going to do, we're going to get somebody who, you know, can definitely pull off... You know, experience in the field, some kind of like sneaking, but also some big action stuff. We're gonna cast our archer as Michael J. White. He's gonna be very like intense in that role, but he also has like that kind of soft side, like the regret and deep uh, emotions that can come with, with you know, committing acts of, of theft or violence. I think that'll work really well for him. And then because we have the stingy musician, we want kind of like a sort of goofy middle aged white guys. So we're gonna go with Paul Giamatti for him. <clears throat> I think they'll play off each other really well. It should be a really interesting thing. Uh, The other thing that I want to do, we're shooting the whole thing on film, no digital, uh, all practical effects, um, and we are going to set this in the 1970s. Uh, I think that that will add a lot, uh, especially because, I mean, like kids say, they don't play the violin. That's crazy. They play synthesizers and other shit, Um, at least from what I understand. So uh, we're going to do 1970s. um, That will up... The idea of, um, you know, like the the two sides of life that really got me thinking about like the nineteen seventies Green Arrow Green Lantern crossover comics that dealt with you know socioeconomic structures and injustices in the world. So I think we're gonna add in that kind of element. We're gonna make it um, really, really speak to the idea of you know what's right, what's wrong, the lines in between. Um, be able to you know see both sides of. Of any events and understand that there's empathy on on both sides of those of any conflict. <clears throat> so I think I think that's something valuable. It's something that we can really show within that. I also think that we need a strong female character for this piece. So I think we need to have the the musician's daughter, played by Allison Bree, be the one who finds out about the caper and convinces Michael J. White to. You know, to, to get the Stradivarius back or to bring it back in, um, and she's going to be like the comic relief for this. She's super hilarious. Uh, she's super sweet, and I think she'll play off the like, uh, you know, the good the good person in the story really, really well. The the truly innocent at heart, the heart of gold. That's what I got.
1: Cool. All right. So, uh, so you are. You, Max, you have received um, producer. I mean, the uh, director and writer notes. So, what do you think about this? You got to set the budget. Uh, you can throw in anything you got. You got three minutes to
3: work your magic. I think the way I want to market this with, is with a lot of uh, classical music. If we've got this, if we've got this guitar, you said. It's a yeah, guitar. Well, I said violin. I'm just. You, you got... said it was a Stradivarius guitar, right? That's no, what I'm working think on like this. No, it's All a Stradivarius right. violin. I corrected okay, so myself. Okay, so we're gonna take this guitar and we're just gonna no, do really no. It's a really guitar. classic guitar. No. Um, just over the top of everything. It's and every.
0: I control find replace.
1: Sir, <laughs> your producer has spoken. <laughs> I, I did find replace. This this
0: <laughs> one. Uh, We're said guitars because I didn't replace guitars. All right, I'm going to give you an extra 20 bonus seconds <laughs> because of
1: that.
3: <laughs> Continue. Thank you. All right. So we have the we have this Stradivarius. We are going I, and I want everything. All the sound to come from that instrument. All the sound for all the trailers, everything and I want as this is especially a, this psychological thing. Supposedly, I'd want it all to be in this heightened classical music so that we have this heist caper but we're also bringing a real degree of class to it and we can maybe attract a wealthier audience with that and just See if we can uh, apply to a different group. That said, I'm going to say $25 million on this. If you want to bring in, if you want to give me better names, if you want to give me bigger actors, we can maybe talk about bumping it by another five. Uh, that's about all that I've got for that right now. It is kind of a, an indie piece for
2: sure. It's not a Hollywood
3: blockbuster. It's a smaller piece. It's turning, turning tropes on their head. It, not by much, actually. <laughs> that's uh, And that's what I've got For target of note Where were you guys Going to shoot this? Um I just wrote the script What's, what's <laughs> cheap right now? Can we get like
2: A city in like Wisconsin or Illinois That can double For like A bigger city?
0: Oh well, Vancouver's like a, always cheap a, a, faux, a faux Detroit Or a faux Chicago We just film in Detroit Detroit's super cheap they yeah, literally yeah. will like you can buy a skyscraper there for like $300,000 alright maybe we'll buy a skyscraper we literally blow, blow up and city blocks and they won't care yeah. if they pay us <laughs> well, yeah let Detroit to,
3: but how much are we going to pay in shipping and water well it's Detroit not Flint mm-hmm. alright uh, so on that note uh, writer
1: so uh, through the movie Machine Magic um, you have now several changes have been made to your script uh In an act of surprising generosity, they are asking for your opinion again. So, um, (laughs) uh,
0: what would you like to do with these changes? All right. So, I I get the character names. might have been an act of desperation, trying to tap in that sweet Marvel money. Might have been a step too far. Probably gotten us in a lawsuit. But uh, I did some thinking. So, our main character, the Archer. So, his father, very overbearing, like, wanted him to be successful so their family last name is Tell, in an act of ultimate, like just douchebaggery by the father to force him to become a famous archer, named him William, but he goes by Billy. So our main character is Billy Tell, and then uh, I hate you. <laughs> our uh, our our rich Stradivarius violinist, violinist, guitar. You said no, guitar? No, I said the wrong thing, and you don't know how to read a. Find and replace the Further this discussion of this will give you a five yeah. second penalty. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, Jameson Havens is the name of Paul Giamatti's character. And because he's a kind of a pretentious twat, his daughter's name is going to be Symphony Havens. And she's going to be. <laughs> she's going to, like, ha, Dad, you gave me the name. She's just going to probably go by a nickname or something, you know, because she's not as pretentious as her father. And she's going to be that. Yeah, Alison Brie, I like that, that casting. She's going to be a nice kind of light breath to the script and everything, the overall heavy, you know, Billy Tell's inner struggle of stealing this precious item from someone who brought him such inspiration. So the only, the, the thing I'm going to change is uh, I'm going to have uh, Billy Tell fall in love with Symphony because people love that stuff, and it's going to have a nice thing, and then Paul Giamatti's just going to have to deal with it, like he will, and realize that, Billy Tell probably actually finally has his act together and maybe, I'm not sure how we'll show it. We'll probably show it. He'll, he'll do it. He'll, he'll become, oh, he'll become a security advisor for the uh, FBI and give them, you know, security tips. He, working with cat burglars and all, he can tell you like the best place to avoid putting cameras so archers can't shoot them and stuff Uh, and various other things. So he gets a job at the end with the FBI as a security consultant and he, date Symphony Havens which we insinuate doesn't really probably won't be a lasting relationship but at least at the end they have they probably go out for you know dinner a couple times and that's it you know we insinuate like they get along all right but mostly because they were forced in this life or death situation they didn't really have much many options at the time they realized once life is returning to normal both of them is a terrible fit for the other and then you know Paul Giamatti just goes back to composing a new piece of music that He reveals at the end, and it's, you know, something about the Prodigal Archer or something, you know, that he he debuts at the end, and the end scene is now written in Carnegie Hall with Paul Giamatti playing there.
1: All right, so uh, he has once again emailed you the Celtics document, this time on Dropbox, and... um, I found every instance of guitar and placed it with violin. (laughs) And uh, so now, Director, you have this uh, updated script, Uh, so... Is this going to alter your vision? Uh, how do you deal with this? Um,
2: yeah, the, the big thing is that opportunities have been squandered. Um, so, yeah, Billy Tell is not going to happen. That's unfortunate. Uh, we're we're going to name him Quentin Tell. Because uh, that's like a real-ass name and not a fucking joke for our serious-ass slice of life. So um, he's a real person, and we're going to like go with that. Uh, they're also not going to fall in love because that would be just the wrong choice for this. Alison Bree is too young for Michael J. White, in my mind anyway. Even if even if that's not the case, Michael J. White looks a lot older and Alison Bree looks a lot younger. <clears throat> that doesn't make sense to me. Uh, her name is also not going to be Symphony. Her name is going to be Selena because that's, you know, a real-ass name and not a fucking joke. <coughs> I think you know we can have like some conflict where like where they can have like a uh, a goofy moment where like they're they're working on something together and then they have like the the classic joke moment on any you know operation in a movie where it's like oh they were you know oh you know pretend that we're on a date or pretend that we're making out or whatever it is that's fine that's a, a good little trope that we can work in and it could provide a fun little moment in the midst of some dark darker more psychological interactions and you know mission that they're they're on but i think that the uh the overall tone should remain a little bit more serious um alice Ray is, is basically our you know ray of sunshine in the midst of several guys who've had kind of a a messy existence so to me that works out the the way that it, it does and seems to be fine uh the budget's absolutely fine that's we don't need a whole lot more than that to, to do this movie i think that'll that'll work out just fine Um, I don't think we need to add more in the name in the way of, like, characters. Um, I think that Michael J. White's character needs to go on more of a a journey. I think we need to have him, you know, go through more interpersonal things as well. Um, You know, maybe he, you know, he finds out that, you know, he's come into some money that he didn't have before or he's... You know, he's got, you know, he's going to be given a, a business or a building that belonged to somebody else uh, at some point in this. And that, you know, can change a little bit of his outlook of like, okay, well, should I be stealing? Should I, you know, I already have money. Maybe this is something that's, you know, something that I can be doing. Maybe this is uh, just to get a little bit more dichotomy, get a little bit more, you know, into into the brains of, of those characters. I think uh, Paul Giamatti should at some point have to like go and get like food stamps because that would be like very funny. Like a, a guy who's got this, you know, 40 million dollar violin or whatever, however much, I don't know how much the Stradivarius costs. Somebody Google that for me. For, probably closer to like 40,000 or 400,000 than 40 million. Just have him go on, on food stamps after he, you know, after it goes missing, that would be uh, a fun little character moment and it would be more into the brain. That would be exciting and interesting, I think.
1: All right. Yeah. Well, so they're about to shoot like tomorrow. As the producer, would you like to make some last-minute changes based on the directions? Sixteen
0: million, by the way. Sixteen. That's yeah. the most recent one that went for auction. You so have three in, minutes.
3: So in the seventies, like forty thousand dollars.
0: <laughs> I don't. I'm not an economist.
3: Shoot the bastard. See what happens.
0: All right. Well. Um. Very good.
1: <laughs> right. All right. So I'm just going to place all this into our... Uh, You're very
3: confident in us. you, so I appreciate you got it. the money. I want to see what you do with it before I give you any more.
1: So I'll put it in the machine. I'm
3: pretty
0: sure it's analog. You made some digital stuff.
1: Are you the moderator? No.
0: All right. And I got the card here. and I um, there being
3: money in the budget for a digital movie.
1: <laughs> so, um... I'm going to be honest, some audiences were a bit uh, confused by the tone of this movie. Um, because like you, as you said earlier, uh, this is supposed to be a serious-ass slice-of-life story, which it is mostly. Um, but there is a recurring scene where uh, this archer during a heist is shooting a zip line through his archery and taking out security cameras. The marketing on that kind of confused some people. Uh, some people who wanted to see an awesome action movie got really bored. And, you know, the Oscars might have looked at it a bit more because they like that psychological thing. But, you know, if they see archers, they're like, oh, superhero, we got to stay away from that. So um, because they don't like that. Um, but you know, it's a fair trade, you know, the Oscars Academy Award, they give the Oscars and the superhero movies take all the money. So it's fair. Um, but anyway, that's on a tangent. So anyway, you have this kind of tone mismatch where all the actors and everyone is playing it really straight. And for the most part, like ninety percent of it is like really straight, uh, really psychological going into it, but it's then occasionally punctuated by kind of goofy moments. So it's kinda of tearing people on that two ways, and I think you would benefit from a more consistent vision. But that's what the critics say, and you know. Do we make our money back? Uh uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you technically make your money back, yes. What do you mean,
3: technically? <laughs> Either we do or we
1: don't. <laughs> Red or black, what's going on? Uh, like, on paper we do, but
2: we're just, like, dead or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you, well, you make, like, all said and done, you make about $52. Okay. It's That's really nice.
0: strange. It's, like, right on there. What was the name of this movie again? Target of Note. That's right. Because Archery Music... Yeah, I get it. <laughs> you uh, may have also, Oh, you may
1: have also lost some revenue from out of spite for that name. <laughs> so, um, you have two minutes to
0: make any last second changes. i well, will start t- with our writer. The title's staying. I'll fight for that one. That's a clever title. I don't care who you are. Oh, uh, but uh, forget. Uh, okay. I'll come after you in the order. Well, we here this is easy. Like literally we filmed all the the cat burglar stuff in like an afternoon uh you know it didn't take much time so we just edited that out and we just make him a good old regular cat burglar that's falling to hard times and he happens to have this pay, his past history of being a champion archer and he relives the glory days and everything and uh instead of to make that more human connection we have him uh Offers swap sell all his Olympic medals to get the Stradivarius back, and it works out to where everyone gets their keeps their precious items back because the FBI comes in and helps get the Stradivarius back and everything. And and Billy Tell, I don't care what his actual name is, but I'm, he's always Clinton be, Tell. <laughs> he always be Billy Tell to me. Will uh, well, well, uh, turn states evidence against the whole ring and get redemption that way. And and yeah, you're not wrong that. Michael Jai White's just a little bit old by about twenty years. Her Allison Bree, so we don't want to add that creep factor in there at all. Um, but we'll have her be like a super fan of his instead. Like she's like really into like Olympic archery, so her father has no idea who this guy is, Billy Tell, and Quentin Tell. Quentin Tell, but she does, and she thinks he's awesome and everything, and that's that's what leads to the connection. Because Billy Tell's awkwardly trying to figure out a way to get the violin back without admitting he helped steal it. So, there you go. We take out the whole shooting security cameras with arrows and stuff. Completely. You happy? Billy Tell. Right. Clinton Tell.
1: Alright, um, Mr. <laughs> Director, any changes?
2: You know, I'm I'm kind of surprised, Kyle. You you actually made some solid changes there, so I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with those. Uh... So the, I have my title, moments? the title has to go. No, um, <laughs> I mean it's it's a punny title, but it's not really like eye grabbing. You don't like see it, and you don't think like awesome, cool seventies, you know, heist movie. It's you think like comedy assassin movie, like. One of those like terrible Ashton Kutcher bounty hunter movies or something. That's what that title makes me think of. And that's that's what we don't want. We want I'd be offended, cool. but I
0: wrote two of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So I'm um, working on one right now with uh, John Cena, but don't like that's real on the choir right now. Okay. Don't worry, I'll edit that part out. I think I think
2: we're gonna have to go for for something just really simple that ties everything together. Strings. Okay. violin, yeah. bowstring. It's still
0: a little pun. I accept this. Okay. So we're going to
2: call it strings. And yeah, I mean, I. it's unfortunate that we, you know, had a little bit of a mishmash direction, but I think you sorted out a lot of the, the tough ones there. I think we also need to, if we're skipping the, like, the, you know, a lot of the more action-y type stuff, I think we should focus on that, that drama and try and market it to you know, like the Oscar bait crowds as well. I think that will pull it in, do a lot of, you know, heavy duty cable advertising.
1: All right. And Good Paul G. that Golden Globe. Yeah. And, all right, and producer Max, any last
3: minute changes? We're buying the property, we're changing everything. Nothing is going to be the same on the re release. This uh, The Olympian is going to be a swimmer, he's going to swim up to an award winning guitarist. <laughs> what is happening?
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to go by a pseudonym in the credits, and the pseudonym is going to be Symphony Havens,
3: because oh, then it'll be a real person, kind of. Continue, I'm sorry. And the Olympian is going to perform the heist by swimming up to uh, oh God, an no. award-winning guitarist's beach house. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying to hear more. I'm already in talks with some of the biggest names in Hollywood, and that's all I can say right now. <laughs> you still have another minute if you want to add more. Well, maybe. No. Uh, no, that contract's actually pretty airtight. I can't talk my way around that. Oh, boy.
1: Okay. Well, um, so I analyzed the results. Um, <laughs> I actually started analyzing it before you went, and it actually did get an Academy Award. However, uh, our new alternate future, with your input, has... um, We don't know how it went because uh, someone destroyed all of the uh, assets. Uh, I was at home playing Xbox. We don't know who it was, but we believe it was someone within the uh, company. I was playing that
3: Overwatcher uh, game. It's a very serious (laughs) investigation taking place right now.
1: Right. Uh, All we know is that just written in blood was for shame, Max. For shame. (laughs) So uh, we'll never quite know. But uh, that was the Movie Machine podcast. Uh, We're going to end, as always, with a uh, quote from our sage and master, Guy Fieri. It's always good to go over the recipe beforehand so you can easily think of the next thing that needs to be done. So that's a very good basic statement guy and uh (laughs) (laughs) thank you all for joining us on the movie machine podcast the first academy
0: award winner we had ever made on this show